Okay, Boker Tov. We now continue in Gemara Moikot Yudalom et Alf. The Mishnah said if a person uh, had circumstances uh, uh, beyond his control, if he goes across the ocean and he comes back on Cholamoid, he can wash his clothes and take a haircut. And we said yesterday, Masnisin de Lok Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah is a lot like Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya, for we learned in the Brisa, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Sayyom, first it comes from across the ocean, Lo Yigalech, he cannot take a haircut. Why? Because he went without permission. And we discussed what that issue was without permission. But anyways, a machlokas, if you come back on Cholomite from across the ocean, can you get a haircut or not? The, the Rabbanan and Armisha said yes, Rabbi Yehuda and this Brisa said no. Now, Rabbi qualified that, Still reviewing from yesterday. Amarava. So where are they exactly arguing? Remember, he said there's three possible reasons why you went across the oceans. What were the reasons? One is uh, to, uh, vacation. Yeah. One the other one is necessary business. Right. And the third is profitable business. So where is the argument to say if you came back on Cholomite, you cannot take a haircut because you went without permission? So Rava explains it this way. We're going to get questions on him in a minute. I'm a Rava. Lawsuit, just to go in order to roam for pleasure. Everyone says you can't do that because you shouldn't be going away for pleasure, coming back out, knowing you come back on Cholomite, and then you can't get a haircut until then. Lemizonos, if he's going for purposes of honestly seeking a livelihood, so he has to go, then Then if he comes back, he's allowed to because there's no other choice. Where is the apparent machlokas between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yehuda? El Harvicha, to have profit even more. That is beyond what he needs. So now the question, what is that like, profiting even more? So Mar Medamale, so Rabbi Yehuda compares profiting even more, kiloshut, like going on a pleasure trip. And therefore, you're not allowed to do it. And therefore, in his brisa, he was saying, you went shalobar shus. You didn't have to go to make extra profit, and therefore, you can't get a haircut now as a punishment. But the chachamim umar mozonos. And the chachamim compare that to a livelihood. So it's a little more livelihood, and you're allowed to do that. And that's how Rava, that's what we concluded yesterday. That nobody argues if you went for a pleasure trip that's not with permission, and you can't get a haircut when you come back. Nobody argues when you have to go to make a livelihood, a bare minimum livelihood. Everyone says you could do that, and then when you come back and get a haircut. question is, if you're going to get more profit, is that allowed or not? That's the machokas. That's what it says. Yeah, question? No? Well, there's a big issue. I mean, how much is too much profit? You're, only, you're traveling business, you're going there to make money. You're not there to lose money. Otherwise, you wouldn't go at all. <laughs> so, yeah, but you, know, but uh, you can uh, stay longer to make wow. more money. You yeah. do that after How long do you go to those conventions to where they, uh, business convention, you buy and sell and meet people. Yeah. Those things are for a week. You can go for two days and go, okay, now I have enough business that will take care of me for the next yeah. while. Or no, I can stay a whole week and make huge profits. Yeah. Obviously, it is up to what he called it. It's a judgment call. You make one deal, you can make a huge profit. You don't know. You're not saying, oh, that's too much profit. I can't go back now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, business. You go on a holiday. You plan to be back before Columbine. Oh, that's different. And the ship is delayed. Yeah, okay, that's different. Okay, so what's the answer to that then? Okay, so again, so that would 
depends how well known that the ship was delayed. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying that would be a room to be lenient because you did, you did, you went you went well in advance, so you went with rishus. Mm. The idea being, were you planning things in a way that you're going to come back on Cholamoid or not? That's the point. If you're not planning, then that's up to the individual, actually. Individually, you, who would know that we're going to make profit more than what you need? You know that. Nobody else would know think, that. I think that the businessman knows. So that's what a businessman knows, but not the people. I guess sometimes the itinerary... Okay, so you're basically asking, how do we it's know what the guy is doing? Yeah, exactly. It's it's okay, him. that's a good question. That's a good... On the whole, man, what if, what if you have this opportunity to make a million dollars profit in a transaction? Okay? Don't we say that if you're going to lose a lot of money, you can do it? So therefore, if you can do it during the... <laughs> it depends a lot on how much effort it will take. Sign the contract. I'm just saying, if, it, ta if it takes, if it takes you to work uh, ten hours a day no, for a week. Here it is. Sign the contract. Well, then it's not fair. Not then it's thing. not uh, no, no, no. a lot. It's a lot of effort. Right. I think the money comes from so, the family. You're making the money. <laughs> okay. Then, again, asking. there's I'm the there's the lead, there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. So the letter of the law would say. You're not taking a lot of time out of your day. You're not focusing your attention away from Cholamoid. It's a, it's a, a brief interruption. Making a lot of money, you'd be allowed to do it, according to the letter of the law. If you're a big chassid, is, as a chassid means you, like, you totally live with Hashem and that, then you, you wouldn't want to do it. Exactly. Okay, but but my, my real point is that if you can do it during Cholamoid and just sign yeah. the contract... Then if the guy says to you, I need you to sign the contract on Thursday. And you could do you it. You have time no. to get the haircut and everything on Thursday before Yantov. Before Yantov. One second, I'm getting confused. Now. The guy getting... wants you to sign a contract before Yantov. Yeah. yeah. And, there's, and, there's, and because of that, you can't take a haircut? You can't get back in time. Then it's taking a lot of time. Oh, I see what you're asking. No, no, I no, see. no. The, the other guy is not in town to sign the, to countersign oh, okay. the contract for you. You can't. All I'm saying is, if you can sign it during the not younger, but but then, but it's not taking why, that much time. Then why can't you sign it? Because if you wait, wait before younger, if that's going to cause you to get back late to get a haircut, therefore you should be able to get your haircut. That's all I'm saying. No, the difference is I hear what you're at. I hear what you're asking. You're being very, uh, what's the word, uh, mathematical, uh, you know, uh, logic. Yeah, no, but I say, but if you know you're not going to come back in time for Cholamoy, it means obviously it's taking a lot of time. Let me let me say it like this: If on Cholamoy the guy says you got to travel two days to sign the document, yeah. then you can't do it on Cholamoy either. It's just in your house, the guy's bringing the papers, the whole thing is taking two minutes. This is not taking two minutes. You're going across the ocean. On Cholamoid, you could not go across the ocean on Cholamoid for a three-day journey just for a two-minute signing. That's where yeah. your comparison is. It caused me to be delayed, so by the time I got back, I didn't have time for a haircut, because they saved to sign that contract for a million dollars. So then that would be the money. That would be the machlokes between the Rabbon and I. But I could sign that contract in the No, you couldn't. Not that way if it takes you that long. No, but he's talking about Cholamoid. 
I understand, but you're causing it to impact on Cholomoid. That's the point. Because you want to say, well, if on Cholomoid you could sign the document. Wait, stop. On Cholomoid you could not sign the document that way. Because you couldn't go to be so far away to do that. You say the guys, you're saying because he's signing the document, he's not able to get back in time. That's what you're saying, correct? Why? Because the person who brought the papers, whatever, was delayed, whatever. whatever but so you shouldn't have waited. You should come home. Then you missed a million dollar So that's the machlokes, the chachamim, and Rabbi Yehuda. That is the machlokes. You've crystallized the case where that, why is he coming late? Because he wants to make extra profits. But obviously, it's not that the way you to fairly describe the case the way you're describing it is he went on a trip before he would have been back before Cholomite with lots of time to take a haircut so now this little signing is not just two seconds of signing it means he's staying abroad much longer than he needs to knowing he won't be back for Cholomite that's what you're describing knowing he won't be back in time to get a haircut yeah. Okay. Okay. You know this is really splitting no, the hairs a lot because how long does a haircut take? How long does a haircut? How long does a haircut take? It's the same thing. If you're coming back, okay, let's say like this: if you're coming back right before Cholamite, you couldn't take a haircut. It's so different than you come back on Cholamite. Okay. So therefore, you because but the signing didn't take one minute. The signing took days. Days, because he could have made it before Cholamoid. So it's obviously he's arriving days later, right? So it wasn't just it took a second to sign it. Yeah. It took days to be in a position to get it signed. No, Shelley's just saying the guy's not in time. You're in Chveis. Uh, You're in China. You want to sign it today and go home. And the guy says, oh, I'm not coming for another three days in China. Well, I'll wait in China for three days for you to sign it. That's the case you're describing. Or, or the day well, you just came up the day you were going to leave. So then you got to leave. But the deal is taking time. You know, you're not being fair here, the way you're presenting the case. You, you're saying, if, if the same thing would happen, you couldn't do it. If a deal now just starts, it's going to take days and days to finish the deal, you can't do that on Cholomoid either because it's taking a lot of time. So before Cholomoid, it doesn't matter. It's taking a lot of time. Knowing you won't be back for Cholomoid, that puts you in the Machlokas, yeah. the Rabbanan and Rabbi Yehuda. That's exactly the case yeah. of the Machlokas. Okay, anyway. It's yeah, we're more on that. Similar. So you, you're, you're looking for a new house and then all of a sudden you see... <laughs> we go forever on this, yeah. You, you see this, you know, you get this online real estate thing that comes up there's the house you want, and it's during supper. You know, you're not supposed to be you looking. You're not supposed to be looking for it on You just don't look. By the way, the house next door to the rabbis for sale. I just don't you know want another one. There's no, there's no such why, thing as that. Why you put yourself One thing we know for sure: buying a house does not take five minutes. Ask Steve. How when you have a client? When you have a client, whatever. When you have a client, does it ever happen? The whole thing from start to finish is five minutes. My uh, transaction, I have a six to eight months. So do you, do you have to let it go? Yeah, because yeah, there's nothing to do with Cholamite. There'll be another house. Yeah, exactly. You're not supposed, you're not supposed to be, 
You're not supposed to be looking. You're not supposed to be looking at that. You're not supposed to be looking at it on Chomomoyta. Not supposed to be looking at that You know, it's advantages of not looking. Agav, while you mentioned, I just heard last night. I'm sure you heard different stories about this. This was a little bit more profound. Somebody's not looking is better. So in one of these uh, uh, villages near um, Gaza, so it was a village. I mentioned Shalshudas, but this was I, at this extra point I didn't know that there were certain villages that decided to close the gates for Shabbos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this was more. This was okay. more. A- another detail I didn't know okay. about this story. So now when the Arabs come to the village, they see it's locked, so they, they leave. They go to another village. This village <coughs> didn't know anything. Remember, these are villages. It's not like right. being over here. It's a village, and then there's miles till the next village. So you don't know anything they celebrated the entire Simchus Torah from beginning they to didn't end because didn't nobody cause, told them they because there's no goyim there right. and they keep Shabbos yeah. so no one picks up the phone there's no nannies they didn't know anything there's no nothing there's no bagel world with the TV yeah. going on as you're walking by <laughs> and they celebrate the entire Simchus Torah the Shabbos without knowing that within two kilometers, three kilometers, whatever. There's slaughtering going on. They knew less than people in America knew at the same time what's going on over there. Well, they knew more, depending on how you look at it. And then I I heard somebody say, he he said, said, we don't realize what kind of miracle that was, because think about it. These terrorists, so what the gate was locked? Throw two grenades and it blows up. Two grenades, it blows up, and they just think they're not going to go. So it's like Nisim It's tragic. There's tragedy without doubt. But you see incredible miracles happen for those who keep shops. So that's the same idea. You're not supposed to be looking at certain things. I'm just saying, those people, if, in, in uh, hindsight, the people in that village who didn't know anything, were they better off not knowing or would they have been better off knowing? They were better off not knowing. They were doing the right thing, and that's it. Right. The right thing is so I'm just saying. Sometimes it's, it's better not not to look at certain things. On Cholamoyit, you should not be looking in in areas that will lead you into business. The things. consequence was beautiful. They davened. Nothing happened. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. No. The irony is they're like minutes away right. from horrific right. destruction. Right. But they celebrated Yontif as they should. Yeah. And us, who uh, thousands of miles away, which our whole Yontif was disturbed. Question. They because didn't hear the, yeah. the rockets going that, the, what, that was just in the beginning, but then it stopped. Well, yeah. It stopped. It was more, it was more so the you know killing. You know killing doesn't make so much yeah. noise Rabbi, Rabbi, as rockets. Rabbi, we didn't know what was going on, my wife and I. We did not know what was going on. on uh, no. No, no, they're the in whole thing. Be- because Ramat Bet Shemesh is no, a fairly no, because, religious area, no? Yeah, but we, on, on, on the first day, which is the only day of, of Sukkot, yeah. so, so we're in Shul, and then Shabbat. the sirens, yeah, on Shabbat, ah. sirens are going off, uh-huh. so everybody just goes into an overhang, and, I mean, in the Shul, they have this like, yeah. safe part of the Shul, everybody yeah. goes in the, and people are singing and dancing to drown out the sound of the sirens. Right. Because they want to be happy. And right. Then, and then they had a few sirens going on and off a few times. And nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. So we just... And then, and then in the afternoon, 
after the after that morning section in the afternoon it was all quiet so so we just thought my wife and i we just thought that oh there was some kind of uproar going on with some rockets but i guess that's i guess it's over now so we just continued on the rest of the day and then that night then you find out no that night we're, we're keeping the second day of yonka oh yeah so we never found out anything everyone knew that there was a war going on except us so the next day was Sunday, Sunday. Uh, so we're, we're, we're still keeping the second day because that we were had right. to do that. So later in the day on Sunday, it was around noon, I think we went for a little walk in the park and we just met a, a lady. Then they tell you. Yeah. And she says, uh, I said, what? We had no idea. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Now we're going to ask a question on Rava. Now that he has uh, back on track to, <laughs> to the uh, where Rabbi Yehuda and the Chacham are arguing, what about this extra prophet? So if you're going to say that's the Machlokas, now look at the next statement. Meisvei, let's ask a question. We have a statement from Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi, not to be confused Rabbi Yehuda. Omar, oh, sorry, Rabbi, Omar Rabbi, that's Rabbi Nasi. In this Machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, he says, Nirin, Rabbi Yehuda, it appears to me the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda is correct in the case when he went without authority. In other words, he left home voluntarily. He did not have to go. Vacation. Okay? It appears to me the words of Yehuda that he can't take a haircut is when he went voluntarily on a trip. And it appears to me, and the words are coming, when he went with permission. He had to leave. So now, that's what he says. Now, what does that mean? I hold the Kribihuda when you don't have permission. I hold the Kribihuda when you do have permission. Wait a minute. But Rava just qualified where the Machlokas was. Remember, Rava qualified that vacation, no Machlokas, you can't go. You need Parnasa, no Machlokas, you can go. When is it Machlokas? You don't have to go, but it's, you need a, a little more money, but that's like in between. That's the Machlokas. But Rebbe is saying, I hold it be Huda when you go without permission, you can't get a haircut. I look at him when you go with permission, you could get a haircut. So now what is he exactly saying? So my Shalober Shus, what does Shalober Shus not under authority mean when Rebbe Huda is saying this? If it means to go on a vacation, he can't be saying, I hold like Rebuda. We said, everybody says it's prohibited. So why are you saying I'm holding like Rebuda? Everybody says that. Fellow, what? It has to be what? Lamazonos, you can tell me for making a livelihood, that's what you also like Rebuda, that he can't take a haircut? No. From it, we said, everybody said, you can do that. If you're saying I'm holding like Rebuda, I mean, not like the Chachamim. El, it must be pshita, it must be larvicha, to profit even more. And that's how he's going to hold the Kribiuda, saying that that's not permission for that, right? If he's saying, hold the Kribiuda, well, that's the only place where they argue. Wait a minute. But that, that's going to be a self-contradiction now. So, Ema Seva, let's look at the Seva, the second statement he said. But, I, but Rabbi Yehuda Anasi says, I hold it coming when he went with permission. So what does going with permission mean? My Bershus would mean permission. Elaine Lumazonas means for making a livelihood. We already said, everybody said you're allowed to. So it doesn't mean I'm holding like the Chachamim. Everybody says you can. And if it's to make excess profit more, well, guess what? 
he already said, I hold like Rabbi Yehuda in that case. In other words, it, it's a self-contradiction because they only argue in one case. It's not arguing in two cases where I could hold like one in one case with the other. They're only arguing in one case. So, well, I hold like Rabbi Yehuda when he goes without permission. Well, what's that? I guess just making extra profit. And I hold like the rabbis when he goes with permission. Well, the only case they argue is when you make extra profit. Right. So it's a self-contradiction if you're saying that's the machlokas. So that so Rava's explanation can't make sense, huh? Where he says, no, you have to understand what Rabbi Yehuda meant. He wasn't saying, I hold an Ipaskin like Rabbi Yehuda in this case. And I hold an Ipaskin like the Chum in this case. That's not what he meant. Hachikamer. This is what Rabbi Yehuda meant when he said, Near and he says the opinion of Yehuda appears correct to the rabbis. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda is saying that the words of Rabbi Yehuda seem to be correct according to the rabbis. Not that I hold like the rabbis, but the rabbis would hold like Rabbi Yehuda. when he went without permission, going on a trip. And that means to go on a vacation. That the rabbis did not argue, oh, except when it was for extra profit. But for vacation, he appears. In other words, he wasn't, we thought Rabbi Yehuda Nasi said, I say and I paskin like Rabbi Yehuda as opposed to Chachamim in a case when you go without permission. That's not what it means. It means Rabbi Yehuda Nasi says that the, rab, the rabbis, it appears to me that the rabbis conceded to Rabbi Yehuda when you don't have permission. Not that I'm holding Rabbi Yehuda as he argues with the rabbis, but it appears to me that the rabbis conceded to Rabbi Yehuda when he went without permission. And the reverse as well. Venera divrei Rabban and Rabbi Yehuda. And conversely, the opinion of the sages appears correct to Rabbi Yehuda when what? When you went out with legitimate permission. And what is that? When you go for money. Rabbi Yehuda only argued when you want extra profit. But for essential food, he agrees. So therefore, we come back to the same point. There was really not an argumentative statement. It was something where it is. So the bottom line is... If you're going on vacation and you come back late, you no, can't get a haircut. You're the essential work you had to do to make a living, okay. you can't. If it's profit, uh, it's a machlokas, and we paskin like the rabbonon. We paskin like the rabbonon. We paskin like the rabbonon that if you wait for profit, you come back, you can get the haircut. Okay. Now we start an, an, an interesting shaila here. Very interesting. Now, uh, what our children under Bar Mitzvah, are they obligated to keep the halachas? Not mitzad adin, mitzad chinuch they are. But now let's think about the following case. Omer Shmuel, Shmuel says, katan hanoyled b'moed. A baby is born on cholamoid. And for whatever reason, he was born with lots of hair. Well, you're not supposed to cut her hair. Wait, and it's distressing the child. Okay? If cutting the hair is... Well, let's, let's understand. If, if cutting the hair is medically mandated, certainly you could do it. 
We're talking about it's causing the child to say, a little ace of all. Ace of, he's, he's crying, the hair is getting all over him. It's not a sakonis nefoshis or anything. It's not like medical issue. It's just, you know, distressing the child a little bit. So the question is, can he get a haircut on Cholomoyed? No. No, straight like that. Sam. Sammy said no. Okay, why do you say that, Sam? <laughs> because not allowed to get a haircut for a baby until he's... Uh... That's a custom. Yeah. Tilter is also just a custom. That's just a custom. But it's a custom that's wearing... No, a lot of people like... don't. don't. One of my son-in-laws, their, their family custom. Okay, how about a person that has to get the haircut? He's going to work on Cholamoy. Oh. Who's going to give him the haircut? His mother. His mother? Okay, one second. Let me ask you this. A guy comes from across the ocean. He came on... Wait, 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 wait. wait. And and he's allowed to get a haircut. Yes. So the barber's allowed to give him a haircut. Okay, so I asked that before. So the barber's allowed to give him a haircut. How could could he do it? Because the guy needs a... Because the guy couldn't do it beforehand. The guy couldn't do it beforehand. So then in this case, it could be the same, but still couldn't do it beforehand, obviously. Ah, that's what the Gemara says. said, There's no greater prison than that. If a guy comes out of prison, can he get a haircut? Yes. So, well, he couldn't get a haircut, so there's no greater than that. So, uh, So it appears from that statement... That if the kid's born on Cholamoid, he can get a hair. He's born hairy, he can get a haircut. What's the implication of that halacha? Whenever you're not comfortable, you're allowed to get well, a haircut. No, what's the implication? What the no, no, what's the implication? What if the kid's five years old? And did not, and did not get a haircut before Cholamoid and could have gotten a haircut before and now wants to get a haircut. Comfortable. Ah, in. If the kid was born on Cholamoid, it appears yes. But Me'ikara, but if the child was born beforehand, prior to Cholamoid, he could have got a haircut before not. It appears low. Not, he cannot get a haircut, no? Because he only said if the kid's born on Cholamoid, you can get a haircut. What about if he was before? He's born a week before Cholomite. He my haircut then. Oh, but he didn't. How did he come uncomfortable suddenly when we like the hair what? makes him uncomfortable? I don't know this case. That's the way it always works. Guess what? You have this with adults. They didn't get a haircut before and now I'm uncomfortable. I told you that was a shout someone in the shul asked me. He said, you know, I didn't get a haircut before Cholomite. Now it's bothering me. Can I take a I said, no. No, because, so what is bothering you? You should have taken care of it beforehand. Right. So that's the point. So it comes out a child who's born before Cholomite and it's bothering him. L'chayra, we're implying from Rabba, from Shmuel, you cannot get a haircut. To which tomorrow we're going to bring a statement that seems to say they could get a haircut. So now we have to resolve that issue. That is tomorrow's new case.